Hey, Craig. Hey, Craig. Sorry, I was late. Sorry, right. Craig forgives you. As everyone else. I'm good. And don't worry. It's not like Thank our you. listeners can tell that you were late. I actually told some of my listeners that I was late today. Oh, damn. Wow. Because I got my co-worker to listen to our first podcast episode yesterday. Oh, God. And I forgot about the Rusty Twinkie. <laughs> How did you forget? That's like in the title. I know. I saw the title that was like Twinkie. And I was like, I don't remember what the Twinkie thing was about. I'm sure it's fine. So I was like, hey, you should listen to our podcast. So she went into her office and was listening to it. And then about five minutes later, she said, I stopped listening to your podcast. <laughs> Rusty Twinkie, huh? She said, I learned something I really didn't want to know about Twinkies. I mean, that's the podcast, right? We hope you yeah. learn something. <laughs> Even if it isn't what you wanted to learn. Yeah. <laughs> um, anyways, this is Mal was a Mensch, a podcast where we allegedly review beer. I'm Nathan. Cass? Uh, wait, Cass? <laughs> I thought it was Abby next. No. Look at the... We do this every week. We go in order about? of the... Of the voice Hi, my life. name's Abby. <laughs> Hi, Abby. My name's Cass, and if you'll... Uh, you know, never mind. Go ahead. And I'm Mike. <laughs> and this week, we are reviewing Bell's Two-Hearted, a IPA, which I personally have a strong affection for. Oh, um, this is an IPA. Yeah. We're finally in the realm of good beers. I will believe in IPAs good when hell freezes over, but I guess I'm drinking this one. I actually had to like go into the like real beer section to find this instead yeah, of like the shit beer section. Look, Abby, it's not your fault that your brain's small. I get it. Sorry. Yeah. Also, Elliot's not here this week. Yeah. For the record. Indian pale ales are stupid. You know why they were originally made? It's because fucking beer couldn't survive the journey from England to India. So you know what they did? They made it awful. They made it so awful that it couldn't spoil. And then like 200 years later, some fucking nerds were like, remember that really awful beer that was made as a product of colonialism that never tasted good and nobody wanted? We should bring that back. And that's IPAs. And they are truly terrible. And their history is terrible. And they're dumb. But you know what? Sorry, your opinion sucks. They taste good. No, they taste like shit. I'm curious to uh, learn what a quote unquote good beer tastes like. because It's I'm... actually really interesting because like my beer journal started with IPAs. And I super hated them when I started. And now they're like my favorite type. Wow. Yeah, I, think, I think it is actually kind of an acquired taste. I want to acquire leaving this podcast. I cannot believe I am with IPA apologist. Why don't you just acquire some good taste? Yeah, because I have good taste. Why are you so prickly today? <laughs> I don't know. Probably because I've been drinking a giant uh, dark beer that Maddie's stepdad made the whole day. I'm like most of the way through it. Oh, nice. <laughs> Um, anyway, I guess I'll count down and we'll drink this. Um, three, two, one. Okay. I like it. Yeah, that's really interesting. Yeah. It's got, I feel like it's got like a nice 
balance between like the malt and the hops, you know? That's why I've always described this as. It's got two hearts. It's got the malt heart and it's got the hops heart. I can really taste the grapefruit. There's grape? What? Yeah, it has like a, there's like a grapefruit thing with it. That's what I read on the box. I can kind of get the, hold on. It says it on the thing. Uh, I get, I can kind of pick up the notes. A perfectly balanced American IPA brewed with 100% continental centennial hops and bursting with aromas ranging from pine to grapefruit. Um, anyway, somebody's being conspicuously quiet, probably because they're seething because they don't like it. <laughs> you know, I have a lot of things to say about it, but I'm, I'm, I don't like it. And, you know, we got a podcast to get through before I give it a rating. So, yeah. OK, uh, fair enough. Um, so we are down a host again. Um, Elliot could not make it with us, but you know what Elliot did do today? We gotta give a big round of applause. Elliot. Oh, yes. Passed their yeah. test. They are an official medical coder. Mm. So, woo! Fuck yeah, shout Elliot. out to Elliot. Fuck shout you, out to Elliot. Self-actualized, bitch. Yeah. I'm self-actualizing myself some giant tits. Good for you. Nice. Thank you. you know, will to power. I will applaud you when you take a test on your tits. How how do I take that test? I don't know. You tell me. I do. I just have to have someone tell me that they're like nice and big. I don't know. You tell do we me. Have a, do we have a panel of like ten people? I didn't yeah. make a panel of ten people. <laughs> well, you're the one who's you're the one who said I had to take a test, so I think you have to make this test up. Okay. Sure. Um. Can your tits balance shit on them? Wait, can you do that yeah. thing where you like balance like a coffee on top of your tits and like yeah. drink you, it all without using your hands? Can you lift a coffee like from chest level to mouth level by flexing your tits? All right. You know what? We'll try to get there. <laughs> yeah. That's the test. <laughs> I'll do my best. That's that's the goal. That's the dream. Um, but speaking of like self-actualization and will to power and other philosophical concepts. Um, so I on this podcast before I have shit on analytic philosophers, right? I made it known that I don't care for them. OK. But sure. But recently, I found out that in Bertrand Russell's uh Principi Mathematica. Sure. Um, there is a like 300 page proof proving the concept of the number one. And I really, really want to just read that because I really want to get in there with my giant continental philosophy deck and disprove that the number one exists. I want nothing more in my life. <laughs> What does that mean? How do you prove the number one? I think it's it's like a because the whole thing that Russell was trying to do in that book is provide solid logical foundations for mathematics, which means everything must be provable on the basic level of logic. Right? Wait, is Bertrand Russell the guy? He's like old and has gray hair, and he was trying to. I swear, I just watched like a YouTube video about this guy. He is old and he has gray hair. Okay, this is definitely the same person that I'm thinking about then. 
I mean, but there are also a lot of people who have old and gray who are old and no, have gray no, hair. But he's probably the set theory. Set theory is this? The yeah, same yeah, yeah. Set theory. The same guy. That's the guy. But um, like I just want to get in there, and I want to like you know how uh you know like Wittgenstein questioned the concept of language at its core. I want to get in there. I want to fucking like take a sledgehammer to math. You know, I'm not saying that I'm smart enough to poke holes in that 300 page proof or whatever. I probably can't, but I want to get that ball rolling. Okay, I think that we need to, we need to disprove the concept of the number one once and for all. I think that's the dumbest shit I ever heard. I'm into it. I like. What's, wait, what's dumb? What what Bertrand Russell's doing or what I'm doing? All of both of you. It's just the number one. Yeah, but. I mean, the number one definitely exists as a theoretical idea. I think the the problem is tying it to a specific reality. I'm so right. confused. What does that mean? Like, logically, how do you prove the fact that, like, the concept of one exists, right? Logically. Um, Are you asking us or? <laughs> no, no, no. Well, I'm, that's the rhetorical question that's out there. Because you can, like, say this is one beer. I have one beer in my hand, right? And, you know, everybody will say, like, oh, yeah, you have one beer in your hand. But how do you logically prove that this is one, that this is the mathematical concept of one beer? How do you even, how, how do you even decide what one beer is? And that's why it's a 300-page proof. Yeah. I assume. I haven't read the proof, but I assume that's why it's a 300-page proof. My god. I'm down to disprove run because I like it when philosophers are sad. I just yeah. don't like philosophers in general. Look, I think I think that if... Obviously, again, like nobody's done this in the 100 years since Russell published it. So I have a feeling that I'm not going to be the person who does it. But god, that would be like the ultimate sweet victory of the continent big brained continental philosopher over the i mean have, have you considered that no one's done it because no one cares i care then maybe you should do you it do. Yeah. yeah you should do it don't let history make you feel like you can't do something don't let your dreams be memes nathan sure it's very true or let them be memes i don't really know at this point but anyway well, following up on last time, uh, Cass, don't you have some more Costa Rica stories for us that don't involve your vitamin D deficiency? I do. I do have more Costa Rica stories, but I just want to go back to that point of self-actualization one more time mm -hmm. and report to you all mm -hmm. as part of my self-actualization journey. I quit my job today. Oh, wow. Wait, does this have anything to do with making your boss listen to the podcast? <laughs> no, I didn't make my <laughs> completely unrelated coworker listen to the podcast. No, I would no. never mention this to my boss. Well, I think now that they're not your boss, you need to get your boss to listen to the podcast. Well, okay. Technically, I'm still working until the end of the month, but after which time I will tell my boss to listen to Mao was a minch. Yes. Yes. <laughs> All right, Cass's boss. Thank you for tuning in to Mao was a Minch from the future. Yeah, she's very nice. Um, damn, do you have another job plan? Nope, I have right. nothing. I told my parents I was doing this, and they were not thrilled. Yeah, that seems. I that's sort of just Gen X 
Yeah. In general, it's very like the stability and everything. Yeah, they need they want me to have that stability. And you know, that's fair. They want me to be, you know, healthy and live a life that doesn't suck. Fuck that. You're gonna go head first disproving the concept of number one. Yeah. I'm gonna go disprove the concept of having a steady income. Yeah, if they really wanted if they really wanted that for us, uh they wouldn't have let the world get to this point that it is in now. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, I know. I woke up the <laughs> other day. Calling out Gen X. Calling out Gen X right here, right now. <laughs> Look, I yeah. can't. Honestly, I hate Gen X more than Boomers. Wow, <laughs> that's that's pretty impressive. But actually, it's not that impressive because I think you use the word hate like uh, you know the rest of us use the word the. <laughs> <laughs> Look, here's here's the thing. I think boomers are a lot more honest with themselves that they're aging racist who grew up in the best period to have social mobility in the US. And I think Gen Xers are not honest with themselves that they've fucked everything else and up and are also aging racist because like Gen Xers cannot wrap their mind around that they are in any way uh, have any amount of prejudice. I yeah. think that I'm sure that varies from individual to individual. I'm just saying, in my experience. My experience is that my parents are, generally speaking, pretty accepting of my gen... What am I? Gen Y? Um, you know, SJW tendencies. Well, you know what? Good for them. Yeah. Shoutouts to Cass's parents. We have a high level, I think... Uh, in this group of, like, at the very least, radical liberal parents, I feel. Yeah. My parents are definitely not radically liberal. But they are at least um, liberal. Well, I'm trying to use this as a catch-all term because I, I, I'm I, not sure. I'm not, I don't know for sure, but I think there's only one person here who has parents who are socialists. Yeah. Parents who you said are socialists? Yes. Okay. So I'm trying to cast the wide net. Fair enough. Um, I saw pics of your parents at one of the restaurants downtown. And I was like, damn. I missed that you could just like go to downtown and run into Cass's parents. And the pandemic ruined that. <laughs> I, I'm happy that they're going back outside. It feels like like that's like nature is healing. If yeah. I can go downtown and just like see Cass's parents at a bar or something and then have a drink with him. That's how you know that nature is healed. Here they are in the wild, in the natural habitat. <laughs> yeah. Look, it's really weird that I haven't seen them in like I've been downtown more than I've been downtown in years, and I've also seen them like wait because I moved back. But at the same time, I haven't seen them since like moving back despite being downtown all the time, where like I would come home for a holiday and go for to a restaurant or something like in downtown, and I would end up running into Cass's parents. Oh, that's really it's, cute. Yeah, which and now like I'm like, well, I've been home a while, and like me, and I've I've been going to stuff in downtown, you know, especially now that like more people are vaccinated. Um, and I haven't seen Cass's parents, so. Well, I think they are starting to get out a little more they're vaccinated and stuff and things are starting to open up downtown so hopefully they will you know be showing up to places yeah yeah and we're gonna be 
we're going to be going out this weekend um, for my birthday, which was on Wednesday. Cool. Well, you know, if someone wants to, if you want me to come, I will come to that. But you you would have to pick me up. Like my, my car is in the <laughs> <Okay>. shop. <laughs> I don't actually know what we're doing. So I'll have to let you know. Okay. My my car is in the shop for the same th- reason. Uh, the piece I got it replaced was apparently defective. So now it's getting the same piece replaced. And they what said it should be done Monday. Um, it's the throttle body. It has to do with like gear shifting and stuff. So the car was stalling out when I shifted into reverse very often, which is bad, obviously. Do you have a planetary gears or do you have um like a manual gear box? Uh, I it's automatic, so whatever that means. It sounds like it's probably planetary gears, then that's usually what automatics are. I don't know what those words mean, Cass, but I'm happy for you. I watched a YouTube video about it once, so I'm an expert. Mm, good for you thank you um you know i watched a youtube video about how um you remember you know coco the gorilla Mm -hmm. i found i watched youtube about how coco the gorilla actually couldn't talk is this the one with sign language yeah yeah and you know what it was actually like really um it it really put like that whole like primate speech thing in a new light Mm -hmm. that i hadn't really thought of because I, I and this is very easy as like a person who is able to hear, you know, I don't have that perspective, but I didn't really think about how like horrible it must be to be a deaf person and see people getting into ASL, but they're only getting into ASL because they taught a monkey to do it. Like before this whole thing with Coco, like ASL wasn't treated as a real language and throughout that whole experiment it still wasn't treated as a real language for Mm -hmm. various reasons during the experiment they they were continuing to not really treat ASL as a language yeah I know the whole thing had like a ton of uh what is it epistemological I I don't know there's there's bad experiment it was a really bad experiment for a lot of reasons um but like it's it that's got to be like so awful to you know witness all of that well i don't know return return to monkey complete vaguely related return to monkey yeah i saw a monkey i mentioned this last week i didn't yeah. have anything else to say didn't about it have huge balls. it had huge nuts wait hold on have you guys have you guys ever seen congo <laughs> no wait seen what it's this movie i think it was like aping that uh aping haha uh that that trend of Coco because there was a character in it that was like a gorilla in a very obvious suit that could talk using sign language. Well, you know, in King Kong versus Godzilla, King Kong talks with sign language. Yeah, this that is, is true. true. That did happen. I, I only bring it up completely for the fact that Tim Curry is in it and it's about I them do fight- know about Congo. I know about this movie. Yes. <laughs> it's about them fighting like a lost civilization yeah. of gorillas. Yep. And Tim Curry just loses his goddamn mind. <laughs> gets murdered by gorillas. Isn't that the movie where he's the fucking like Romanian? Yes. Yeah. 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 Horrible accent. Yes, the, the horrible thing. Romanian accent throughout the movie. Yeah, I know Congo. Now. now. God. I you know, it's good that we're phasing out uh, having people play random ethnicities or races, um, obviously. But I think I am going to, like, miss looking back on these horrid mistakes of the previous generation and laughing at them. 
Oh, don't <laughs> like, worry, there's still going to be plenty. <laughs> All right, that's fair. Uh, it's kind of like we're we're moving forward towards the better, but uh, laughing at how s- the absolutely idiotic things that people have done in movies um, is I'm just gonna miss it. But there there's new idiotic things. There's always idiotic. Yeah, things. exactly. There's always idiotic. You know, things. Speaking of idiotic things, all right. I was listening. I was in the car listening to the radio today, right? And a commercial mm-hmm. came on. I wish I remembered what the commercial was for, but the guy in the commercial, this is, I, I shit you not, this was not a uh, commercial for flavored tortilla chips. It just happened to have a guy in the commercial whose actual name was Larry Dorito. <laughs> yes. Well, I mean, do you, do you think there was someone named Dorito? I know there was someone named Lay's. So maybe there was like maybe he's a descendant of the Dorito family. I mean, I just wish I had the name Larry Dorito. <laughs> I mean, you could change. You could change it. That is something oh, you can legally do. I I I I am so wrapped up in my own name. I don't think I can. I just Damn. I just googled this name, and one of the one of the first results was a LinkedIn profile to a person who's they are the market president of. Bank of America, and their name is Lawrence DiRita. I wonder if it's the same person. I oh wonder. my god, did I just mishear it? No, but there, if you go onto Facebook and you type in Larry yeah. Dorito, there's a Larry Dorito. It's D-E-R-I-T-O. Okay, but like, mm. Larry Dorito. <laughs> I remember, like, it was it was like a big news story because she had like the most ridiculous name, but it was like this woman named Marijuana Pepsi has now become Doctor Marijuana Pepsi. Oh, yes, yeah, I remember yeah. that Doctor Marijuana Pepsi. Uh, Cass, you're probably right. It is. I probably did hear the name of this Lawrence D. Rita because they work in Washington D.C. So I'm ninety percent oh. sure that this person it must have been Lawrence wow. D. Rita and not. Larry Dorito, but, I know, but I, like, what if that person goes by like the nickname Dorito? Yeah, Larry Dorito. <laughs> All right, um, I'm, I'm, I'm. Uh, look, Larry Dorito, if you're listening right now, right, <laughs> I, I want to meet you. Okay, where you live in D.C., probably in the Georgetown area. I'm gonna be walking around the Georgetown area until I meet you. Um, I just want to like get a cup of coffee. All right, I want to know what it's like to have the name. Larry Dorito, all right? Okay. Larry Dorito, if I ever meet you, I'm going to be carrying around a big old bag of nacho cheese dust. And if I find you, it's dumping on you. Larry Dorito, I'm going to present you with an outrageously large single Dorito chip that you can take back to your office at Bank of America. You can, like, frame it on the wall or something, all right? But it's going to be like a Dorito chip the size of your upper torso. This podcast brought to you by Bank of America. Are you trying to propose to Larry Dorito? Well, let me go ask Courtney if we can ha- get into a thruple with Larry Dorito. All right. Uh, I'll, I'll, I'll report on the Twitter account after I'm done. Okay, Damn. Thank you. I kind of wanted to know now. Um, Do we actually want to get into the Costa Rica stories? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 Okay. Costa Rica. We went on many tangents. I know, so many tangents. Um, All right, here's my favorite thing that gets very mixed reactions every time I tell it. So, you all have heard of Pablo Escobar, right? For Mm -hmm. sure. Uh, Yes. Big Colombian drug man. Yeah, big Colombian drug man. Um, Yes, yes. 
So yeah, he was active back in like like the sixties and seventies. Not even and that eighties and nineties. Was he really active in the eighties and nineties? Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, regardless of when he was active, he probably was active in the seventies too, though. What's his name? Um, one of the things he did was um community outreach projects, uh, mostly in Colombia, uh, but other places too, I believe. Um, just to like get the people on his side, and also, and so what he I guess what he did he built like you know s- schools and uh, other buildings uh-huh. and shit. But like also, what he did while he was doing that was he went to a bunch of different countries and set up like uh, basically just like party houses. Um, I don't know how else Sick. to describe them. They're just like, you know, places to throw his fucking coke parties and shit. All right. Nice. Damn. Pablo Escobar sounds like a chiller. Yeah. Shout out to Pablo Escobar. <laughs> sure. <laughs> yeah. So basically, that's where I was staying was one of his old party houses. Um, it was this one building, basically. And then later on, some other people attached some condos to it, which is where we were like actually sleeping and stuff. Uh-huh. But uh, we were it, attached to the condos is like this um, building that right now it's a restaurant, but it has two floors and the bottom floor is kind of this like open pavilion type of deal. Cause like every restaurant in Costa Rica is just like open air. Basically mm. it's, you don't go inside unless you fucking have to. That's um, good for COVID. Yeah. It's good for COVID. It's super nice because like every place has a great view. But yeah, so we would just like go hang out at this restaurant like most nights. And um, they had this little upstairs section. And there was like an old pool table that was probably like Pablo Escobar's pool table that had no um, like balls or anything in it. So we like brought our own balls. And then also up there, there's a bunch of like sex rooms that are just like little closed off spaces that have just enough fuck nooks. Yeah, they, they're little fuck nooks. I mean, they have <laughs> enough room for like a couch maybe or a bed. Ass, did you fuck in a fuck nook? No, I didn't. Uh, because it's all like, it's all unpopulated now. There's no, there's no furnish, furniture. Furniture. That's stupid. They should let people fuck in the fuck nooks. <laughs> Well, people don't fuck in the fuck nooks, but I was poking around in there and um, I did uh, find a colony of bats that uh, yes. kind of came out at me when I poked my head into one and like several blew past my head when they were all just flying around. In Do you think the, the bats were fucking? Probably. Well, definitely the bats were fucking. It was a colony of bats in one of these rooms. Nice. I'm glad someone's still fucking in the fuck nook. Yeah, for real. Anyway, I had to like run away before the people in the restaurant like yelled at me for poking around in the bat rooms. Uh-huh. The bats are preserving Pablo Escobar's legacy. Yeah, really. I mean, you can get high off of guano, right? Maybe. <laughs> Is that a thing? Damn. It sounds like it might be a thing. I, uh, I don't know if I believe it. I would believe it if Nathan knew about it. Sorry, Cass. I don't trust uh, your drug expertise as much. Drug expertise? I, you know, 
No further comments. Anyway. <laughs> um, we don't need to talk too much about Nathan's college life. Uh, anyway. I don't remember where we were we going. Fucking Pablo Escobar. Fuck Nook. Alright, look. Look. Alright. If you stand Pablo Escobar, people are going to be like, that's fucked up. Because he's a murderous criminal. But you can, like, stand... Joe Biden. And who do you think did more for the people? Pablo Escobar or Joe Biden? I'm afraid to answer that question. It's, it's like how like the Teamsters were entirely corrupt and like completely embedded with, with the American Mafia, right? Mm-hmm. But who did more for the workers? Yeah. Joe Biden or the Mafia embedded Teamsters? Hmm. Yeah. You know, that's a pretty valid point. This is how we get on watch list. This is absolutely. <laughs> I hope somebody's watching me. I'm wearing a kimono right now. Are you really? Ooh. What? Yeah, I am. Why? Um, you not sent any pictures. Uh, I will afterwards. Um, but Courtney got this kimono and it was too small for her. Um, mm-hmm. It's also a little bit too small for me. But here's the thing that I can do that Courtney can't. Mm-hmm. I can pull off the not wearing a shirt, just having an open and flowing kimono and walking. Oh, my God. Walking around the house. Look, that's a fucking look. Nathan, you are turning into like a Quentin Tarantino character. <laughs> I, I know. I know. Right. It's uh, your dad is really mad at Quentin Tarantino. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, for good reason. Quentin Tarantino is a fucking racist. Yeah, no, I, I didn't say it was bad reason. I just think it's funny that uh, I just I just keep seeing him tweet about how much he hates Quentin Tarantino. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like, look, you know, you say stupid fucked up things. You put stupid fucked up things in your movie and you're going to get the uh, the you're going to get people in, 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 in film society mad at you. Yeah, no, that's fair. I just. uh. And by film society, I don't mean people who are Quentin Tarantino fanboys. I mean people who actually, uh, you know, have knowledge of film. Yeah, no, I, I don't, I don't disagree with him. I'm not super knowledgeable on everything that's happening, but I'm sure he's right. Um, I just, you know, I just watching your dad be angry on Twitter was just an experience I don't ever think I thought I would have, and now that I've had it, it's kind of interesting. Yeah, I thought I was following your dad on Twitter, but it's really hard to scroll Twitter these days because. It's pretty much just the Elliot show. Anytime. <laughs> Elliot is very prolific on Twitter. Elliot just like, oh my God, I like scrolling. It's like 90% purple. Well, I think that, I think it's mitigated once you end up following a whole bunch of people um, who are also incredibly prolific. Yeah, I don't, I don't see Elliot that much. Yeah. I also am a chronic scroller, so maybe it just, I, I don't know. It knows. It knows when you got the scroll. Well, my thing is that I I like to have some level of context when I like read something. So Elliot will often be on like a seventh wavelength of a tweet that they posted like f- seven hours ago. And I'm like, I, I have to I have to, like go over this. Yeah, you have to read it all the way through it. My follows are so fucking curated right now. I'm very proud of myself. I my followers are sort of curated. So I've got like 453 followers, right? But like half no, of those are followers, but how many people are you following? Oh no, no, sorry. Those are my follow those are my following. My followers are only 331. Um but like half of those or more are just like art accounts that usually just post art and frequently it's chainsaw man art. So like really I'm 
It blends together. Yeah, you yeah. 331 like, people following you? Yeah. Wow. Um, but, uh, you know, for, I, it's like, it's like I kind of curate the, like, accounts that appear often, but since so many of them, like, art, are art accounts, or, like, Japanese art accounts specifically that I can't understand, um, I, I feel like in total I'm actually only following, like, one to two hundred people who, like, post frequently enough for me to see, mm. um, or at least uh be able to read because again i don't read japanese um shout outs to all those great art accounts i follow that are japanese and just post chainsaw man art all the time <laughs> that sounds pretty good <laughs> let me let me clarify though i don't think that it's a bad thing that elliot posts that much uh they honestly are very entertaining <laughs> oh yeah i love watching elliot post yeah i feel like i know so much about elliot <laughs> like it's a constant like stream of consciousness which yeah is... it's like reading ulysses <laughs> <laughs> mine is a constant stream of consciousness but no one no, compliments yours me. is a constant stream of <laughs> thirst yeah. again a constant stream of consciousness yeah and that's i just think it's ridiculous that i was the one accused of vitamin d deficiency last week <laughs> You know My what? consciousness has two modes. Fucking whiny and horny. <laughs> yeah, like what more is there to explain? <laughs> and whiny uh, about being horny. Uh, uh, wait, hold on. There's also retweeting Chainsaw Man fan oh, that, Don't that forget that. Wait, but I'm pretty sure that just falls under horny. Yeah, it's a distant Not word. always. <laughs> um, sometimes, but not always. I... Look, the the I'm I'm on I'm on new hormones, all right? And they're kind of hidden. <laughs> what kind of hormones are you on? I started progesterone. Um oh. like earlier this month and now I am uh definitely thirsting more than I have for like a year. It's time. Yeah, that's going to be my excuse. <laughs> it's the progesterone. <laughs> what? It syncs up. This like I started taking it and then like throughout the month I've been more thirsty and it was kind of bad today. That's all I got. It sounds like you're projecting. I'm not, I'm not blaming you. Mike, you're like, not. Project, projector. <laughs> right. You know what, Mike? That's, I don't care. That was moderately funny, but that's bullying. I'm going to slip tea suppressors into your meals, and then you'll have no testosterone. You won't be horny. And then I'm going to take them out and see how you feel. What a weird prank to prey on somebody. <laughs> that's like. <laughs> <laughs> you pro that's that's like drugging me. That's not even funny to joke about. Why is everyone laughing? <laughs> yeah, it would be like drugging me, so I'm not gonna do that. But um Um We don't support that. Speaking <laughs> of Abby's Twitter. <laughs> oh god. I'm 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 I don't know if this person listens to the podcast, but I am, you know, based off a conversation Abby and I had earlier today, I am right now publicly firmly planting my feet on the ground and call and not calling out, but you know, opening up the conversation to the other Isaac player Abby knows, this Molly, right? Mm -mm. And I'm saying it right here. Guppy's head easily the most goaded uh, spacebar item, easily. Um, 
that you get that you get semi frequently. Okay, not counting okay. things like Eden Soul and shit like that. I mean, that's that's fair. I don't know. Like, there's other ones I. I don't know. And Molly and I were having this discussion earlier this week, too, about... I was like, I really like Book of Revelations, because I like getting Meat Boy and Bandage Girl. But Molly was like, well, a lot of the stat-ups you get are from boss rooms, so maybe it's not actually that good to be pulling those um, consistently right. rather than stat-ups. So, like, I, I'm just saying, I, I think maybe my... There is the possibility I'm wrong, is what this is boiling down to, and that you two are both smarter than me, and also have, like, hundreds of more hours of playtime. I'm not going to turn this into an Isaac stream, but I just want to say one thing. That's like the completely the wrong fucking thing to focus on with that item. I think that you take Book of Rev because you want to get soul hearts every charge, and that's more than enough. It's basically a one run because you can just hit heal by hitting the space bar. Damn, we should definitely have an Isaac stream at some point, or an Isaac podcast at some point. I would love to sit here and argue about items. How are you doing, Mike? I'm good. Uh, Mike's been... also been playing a lot of Isaac. Oh yes, Jesus! <laughs> well, I'm I'm I think I'm going to stop because I've I've mentioned this before. I have put already a shit ton of hours into Isaac when I had it on the 3ds. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't want to go down that rabbit hole again. Well, Mike getting, has already proven themselves. Uh, Mike has already smugly proven themselves to be <laughs> a top tier player right Aww. yeah but but mike hasn't beaten hush i haven't beaten hush on hard mode which is this is this is just the thing right, that i really want to lord over abby so i've been trying it really uh, look, hard why don't you want to go back down the rabbit hole like i don't know i have like what what are my hours in slay the spire i don't play slay the spire that often anymore but i still got hit almost like what i like 100 178 hours on it and that was fine like i just played it because it was fun like why not play a game that you like well it's because i've already spent a lot of time on that game so and i have a lot of games i want to play mike i have a lot of games i want to play but you know what i'm gonna play the games i think are fun i've been trying to play uh, the metroid 2 remake like all week but every time i'm like see isaac crying on my desktop and i'm like i really want to cry on people all right well you know what (laughs) Metroid 2 Remake has a, you know, you should just play it because like there's a Isaac's Isaac's a roguelike, right? So if you're if you're trying to get something else done, you should probably just like get it done because then you can come back to Isaac versus you can play Isaac for in theory forever. Amateur not playing the same five games over oh and over God. again in a loop for the rest. Of I prefer life. to play games that are, I don't know, I don't like play games. I don't. I can't say anything considering I'm going through my like fourth Dark Souls three run right now. <laughs> I've been doing pretty good about like alternating games. Some of them are like games that I've been playing a lot. Like Isaac and I usually play a couple hours of Spire every week. Like Melee, Guilty Gear. But you know, I, I've got some uh, Team Fortress two. Last month I was working a little bit on New Vegas and Dishonored. I do want to do some more of those. Those are really fun. Uh- Honestly, I can't remember the last time I like really played a new game, but I did promise Mike that I'm gonna play Resident Evil 4, so I have to get on that. Oh, yeah, yeah. I don't know. Play. Like, I'm probably just gonna keep going through stuff. I don't know. Here, my my take is that uh, ten dollars is worth uh, movie and theaters, right? Yeah. Sure. All right. So as long as i'm playing and that's about like an hour and a half so as long as i'm playing a 60 dollar game long enough or or less like as long as i'm turning it into effective movie time 
then then I'm getting my money's worth. So I just don't I don't worry too much about anything more than that. Damn, I haven't played Crusader Kings. No, I get that. It's just that like I've already spent that amount of time playing Isaac. Like, and yet you still play melee. That's what I thought. I I, I'm posing a question to the group. Okay, Okay. what's your question? Who do you think has logged more hours, Abby on melee, or me? On Crusader Kings too. Melee. Mm. Well, we have we have like stats for Crusader Kings too. Right. Nathan's stats are a lie though, and I refuse to believe them because I've seen Nathan like leave his house for the weekend, like he'd be at college, mm. and he'd like come visit us for the weekend, and Crusader Kings would be open that whole weekend. So it's <laughs> like forty-eight hours or more that it wasn't actually being played. Nathan would leave Crusader Kings open at all times. So I don't believe his Crusader Kings two sets. I'm sure he has at like over a thousand hours on it, but like the two or I'm three hours. Sure, I'm pretty sure that I have at least two thousand hours on it. What's your What's your playtime say? Two thousand eight hundred and sixty-five. Oh my god! I see. I just I don't know how much to believe that. I'm sure it's at least a thousand. I don't know. Wait, 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 wait. Hold on. Let me do some calculations. <laughs> also, have you seen the 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 new Crus- the work on a, the dev diary for the new Crusader Kings three DLC? Yeah, I have, and I'm excited about it. Yeah, okay. I, I need to play that some more. I feel like Abby has almost certainly sunk more than 117 days into yeah, that's Melee. Yeah. yeah, no, almost definitely. Um, well, there you go. I just want, I just want to, as I hope in my heart of hearts that I put more time to Melee than League, but I have this like sinking fear, <laughs> and probably will for the rest of my life that League is my most played video game. Don't worry, you will get there eventually. Like it's it's clear on Steam, but I mm-hmm. wonder what game I've played like the most of in my entire life. Yeah. Like obviously Steam can only track Steam games, but I, I wonder that sometimes. Like what are there other games um that you think might be contending? Yeah. That aren't definitely. on Steam. Not that aren't on Steam? Yeah, absolutely. Um the first one that comes to mind is uh Pokemon Emerald. Or Pokemon Fire Red. Mm. Um Is that including mods? Yeah, do you count the uh, rando snake bullshit? I, well, I don't count like full mods, but if I'm playing it on an emulator, I count that. Mm-hmm. You know, like if I'm right. just playing like Fire Red on an emulator. Yeah. Yeah. I think that we have to like lump all that time together. Yeah. Yeah, that's fair. I, well, I don't know. Like, there's. De- I feel like there's probably definitely series you've played more of than Crusader Kings. Too. There are absolutely Crusader Kings as a whole. There's a series. absolutely series that I have played. I have more playtime in than Crusader Kings too. That is yeah. no question. I'm definitely really confident. To say Smash as a series is my most played. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's probably mine. Logical. Too, yeah, mine's probably Minecraft. Damn. Really. Mm. Well, Cass is a better person than all of us. I, I don't know. Is Minecraft a better game to play? Look, I have to tell people I play Smash. Have you ever been like, I play Minecraft? And actually, you're right. That probably does feel weird, too. Fair enough. <laughs> Pretty um, embarrassing. I mean, I'm, tra- I'm trying to think, like, what series I've put the most time into. Like, if we're talking about series, then I probably played Mario like 2d side scrolling mario or i i I don't know 
like Mario's up there for me, probably, but I don't think it holds a candle to Crash Bandicoot or Ratchet and Clank for me. Like the thing with Smash is that it is like an endless game. Right. You can't just right. like play yeah. if you have someone right. else to play with you, you just play it forever, where it's like a lot of the a lot of games are kind of just like contained experiences. Yeah. Yeah, I wonder maybe we should separate out like competitive games. I mean not even like competitive, just like because roguelikes fall into that too. Like, yeah, I, you can play Infinite Isaac. You can play Infinite Crusader Kings, actually, too. Yeah. 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 To to bring around my initial point that I was trying to say is that I've I've kind of I feel like I haven't played a lot of those like closed games in a while, and that's what I'm trying to get into by not playing Isaac more. Well, you know what, Mike, you a bitch. Well, too wait, bad. when you say closed games, you mean like games that have a beginning and end? Yes, like a like a full experience. Right. I, I don't know. Sorry. Games as art instead of games as entertainment. <laughs> sure. Look, melee is art. When I hit like four downers in a row, I kill. <laughs> <laughs> when melee gives my brain the happy juice, that is art. I want. I just want a more contained experience because I feel like I haven't had that in a while. Well, what you, I'm getting at it. You should play. Um, I'm just scrolling down my Steam list right now. Oh, yeah. Is this a game recommendation? <laughs> yeah, here. Why don't you play? Yeah, let's. Okay. Let's. Re before we review this beer, everybody has to recommend at least three games to the audience. Three games. Oh, my yeah, God. Yeah, three games. I'm so ready for this. I can okay. Do that, yeah. And then we got to hop into the beer review because we're running out of time. Yeah, okay. 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 I, know, I know one I can easily yeah. go off, so I'll go, go for it. Uh, is this game called The Messenger? Oh, God, yeah. I played this. Uh, Abby watched me play this. It is a game about a ninja who has to climb to the highest point of a mountain in order to deliver a message to someone. I've heard of this game. World. I've heard There's of a bunch game. of time travel bullshit. I don't know how much really this story, like how you're capable of uh, explaining <laughs> this story. The, the 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 that's the initial pitch. But the the thing, the main mechanic of the game is that you go between time. And when you're in the past, which is where you start in the game. It's kind of there's like a past mode and a future mode. When you're in the past, it looks like an 8-bit uh, NES style game. And when you go to the future, the graphics are scaled up to look like a Super Nintendo game. And there mm. are tons of places where you like shift between the two styles and they both look fucking fantastic. The music is amazing. I love this game. The writing is really funny too because there's a lot of moments where you can just sort of like shoot the shit with like the shopkeeper that you talk to. Ah. And it it is the the cool thing about it is that it has a mechanic that where every time you hit an enemy with your blade attack, you refresh your double jump. So there are segments where you can just really get into like a flow state with the game where you're just like completely blasting through it, feeling awesome, doing tons of crazy shit. Just like, ah, it's so good. Oh, yeah. I love that game. You got two other ones? Yeah, give us the two other ones. I mean, do we want to go in like a circle? I think that we just like, oh, we can go in a circle, sure. I was just going to spit out some game titles. Yeah. Mike, Mike got really into that, which I respect. I just, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I don't know if I like, I feel almost like I can't compete with that. Uh, have you guys heard of Disco Elysium? Of course. Sure, yeah. I've heard about it. I, I bought it on the Steam Summer Sale. I need to play that whenever I'm done playing my fucking endless fucking games. Ooh, is it yeah. still on sale? So the thing, no. Oh. 
Uh, so the thing about this game is that it's a it's a very wordy game. It's like a top down isometric, isometric game, yeah. where you play as a detective who has lost his memory and he's trying to piece together a murder that happened on his watch. It's set in like a fictional, realistic world. It's it's uh, I don't know how to describe it. It's like a modern, different world, if that makes sense. Alternate. It's a near future. It's a near future alternate time. But it's it's not even near future. It's in a complete. It has like like a completely different history. Yeah. Yeah. From but like the 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 th the cool thing about the game is that instead of your stats, you have a bunch of. Uh, it's a lot more esoteric about your abilities. Um. So like the big thing about the game is that you don't know who you are like you have amnesia so the decisions that you make in the game is like you're talking to yourself and telling yourself what kind of person you want to be and play as so you're kind of like constructing your character as you play the game like ideologically interesting all right mike game number three shit okay um uh, come back to me. Come back to me. I've already. I, did, I gave you two right off the bat. All right. You know what? All right. If you say right, melee. All right. Abby, I'm gonna cry. Uh, so Super Smash Brothers Melee for the new. <laughs> <laughs> um. All right. So speaking of top-down crazy shit, uh, Hotline Miami is a fucking classic. I love that I game. You were gonna say that? Yeah. Did you? Yeah, I was like, I, I should say this, but then I was like, no, Abby will say this. All right, that's fair. Second off, uh, so that's a, that's a very fast-paced, uh, I don't know, it's bright, it's colorful, it's got modern disco beats going on, um, and you kill a bunch of people. Then there's Endless Game, Mini Metro, which I oh, fucking, fucking love. love Mini Metro. <laughs> I could have said Mini Metro. Yeah, well, now I got to hear it first, so you're going to have to, you're going to have to just choke on that dick. Um, choke on the mini Metro dick. And for last, you know, I'm really enjoying uh, Fallout New Vegas. If you haven't played Fallout New Vegas, I'd recommend it. Fair enough. Yeah. I mean, another game I could have easily said, but I actually wasn't going to because I just kind of have this underlying assumption that everybody who, you know, believes that they play good games has already played the greatest game of all well, the, time. well the thing was the thing was that it was three games and you know there yeah. was i'm trying to remember there was some game on my switch i was playing earlier this week which was a lot of fun and there's other stuff i could do like pokemon advance wars but this is just sort of what's in my steam library yeah and i was trying to avoid uh mentioning more than one endless game all right who's next Cass, you want to go yeah sure let me talk about um oh man there's so many games i just like really like um but you know, everybody, anybody that knows me knows that I fucking love Dark Souls, obviously. Yeah, Cass is gonna be like Dark Souls one, uh, Dark Souls two, and Dark Souls three. <laughs> well, no, actually, so Dark Souls two is the my most apparently is my most played on Steam, which is wild because mm -hmm. it's like my least favorite Souls game. Um, but I was actually gonna say Sekiro is my favorite mm -hmm. Souls game. Oh, okay. Um, currently, I just it's really weird because like. It's super fast paced. It's like a rhythm game, basically. And I don't know. I just I like it a lot. And I've been going back and playing Dark Souls 3 as like a um, caster build. And it just feels super. It actually feels kind of crappy. 
uh-huh. to play um, the caster build because I'm just like dodging and running away, and it just doesn't feel as fun to play. So uh-huh. Sekiro will be my first one, and then um, I don't know. There's so many that I could pick for my second one. Um, <laughs> who's played Hyperlight Drifter? I I actually played it on your computer. Oh, did you really? Yeah, yeah. That game is like, it's pretty fun to play, but I just really love the art and the story and the world building. It's like just something really crazy. I don't even know what to, how to describe it, but there is like, I think there's like a new, like, I don't think it's like an exact sequel, but there's some kind of new like game coming out in the future by the same people that may be set in the same place. I'm sorry, I'm getting distracted because I can hear myself echoing in one of you people's earphones. Oh, shit. Oh, it's not mine, I don't think. Yeah, I could have done Civilization. That would be good. You know, no, one endless game. Don't yeah. do Civilization. I was trying to do like games that people might not have played as much, but then I said New Vegas, so I feel stupid. Well, you should. Me, me, me. me, me. Uh, what's your next game? Yes. My next one is going to be... Uh, okay, so I did a... A game and then another game. So my endless game will be Caves of Good, which is a roguelike set in the not Earth world, um, but in the distant future when all civilization has collapsed and everything is back into the, um, you know, it's like ancient tech, um, but with swords type deal. And it also has a dope-ass soundtrack. And you can do shit like have hooks for feet as your character, which lets you, um, you know, walk real slow, but attack people with your hook feet. And other great things along those lines. Damn, I wish I had hook feet. I know. It seems really inconvenient. Okay, that's all I have. Now it's your turn, Nathan. All right. So my first game... I gotta suggest, um, you know, probably the greatest strategy game of all time. Um, without League a doubt, of Legends. If, no, <laughs> if you haven't played it, go. And I'm probably gonna out myself with big cringe factor. I say this, but go play Victoria too. It is. Oh God, the greatest strategy. I mean, is it a little bit antiquated? Yes, it's very antiquated, actually. But it really is the greatest strategy game of all time. Like on a technical level, on an engine level, there's so much that you can do with the game because it's so freeform and open. Go if you like strategy games and you want something that has some fucking meat to it. Go play Victoria too. A lot right? of meat. It's like you sit down and you order like a, you're really hungry, right? And you sit down, you order a bunch of dishes, and then like a tenth of the way through, you realize you're not actually that hungry. But if you are that hungry, then you'll love this game. <laughs> yeah, it's it's, Story it's of my a, life. a lot. Um, and there's no tutorial, so um, again, you just good order luck. ten meats. <laughs> I can love it. Uh, for my second game. Um, I think I'm gonna have to say, uh, go play the timeless but almost kind of underrated classic, um, the 2002 original release of Ratchet and Clank. I just replayed it. Um, I play it every year around Christmas for reasons that I don't exactly remember anymore. 
Um, but this time I decided to play it right now. Um, That's a really cool tradition. It's a great platformer. It maybe like aesthetically, uh, feels wise, visually, I think it's one of the PS2's best platformers period it's got this story that i think was really underappreciated for its time it's like bitingly anti-consumerist and anti-capitalist it's a really really good game it is worth your time i'm getting abby to play it on the hitbox i'm really excited about that <laughs> we're gonna see how that goes <laughs> yeah uh and my last game um for my last game, I'm actually going to suggest something that I don't think anybody's going to see coming. Um, Crawl on the Switch. Mm. Um, oh. I really love that game. Um, it's a multiplayer game. It's a multiplayer game for people. Um, it's a dungeon crawler. One person is the hero, right? And the other three people control the monsters in each room. And if the person, well, the person who is a monster and kills the hero, then immediately becomes the new hero. And the person who died becomes a monster, right? And the goal is to beat the boss at the end as the hero. Oh, that's fun. So it's like um, hot potato. But as a dungeon crawler. Yes. Yeah. That's cool. Uh, Mike, do you have one more game? Uh, I could recommend another Metroidvania like the the Messenger. Uh, Hollow Knight is probably like one of the best. But yeah. uh, I could talk about that game forever. But if I'm going to like make a, another recommendation, if you haven't heard of this, uh, the return of the Obra Din. Oh my god, yeah. I have heard of that, but I don't know anything about it. I don't so know anything about it. It is a it is a first person game uh set in like the in 1803. And you are a a a woman set by the East India Company to find this ship that has just mysteriously reappeared in the middle of the ocean. And you are sent there as like an insurance adjuster to go there, figure out what happened and put down how every person on the ship died. Interesting. So, but here's the kicker. The, you get this thing called the Memento Mortem. It's like a compass that allows you to see if you find a corpse, you're able to see how that person you're able to enter like a memory scape to see how that person died but it's okay. like a freeze frame exactly so you find one body and then you start like piecing together this entire mystery going all throughout the ship finding all these different pieces of the story and learning about it out of order and then piecing it all together uh, like, it also has a really interesting art style, which is like reminiscent of really old computer graphics, but it's a, like a 3D game. Oh, I like that. Yeah, I'm looking uh, at pictures right now. I really, really like this art style. It's from uh, Lucas Pope, the guy who made Papers, Please. Oh, OK. Oh, OK. Yeah, Papers, yeah. Please yeah. Good. I was actually thinking about that one, too. Really quick before we're done, I, I do want to actually just throw in. Uh, Kirby Superstar and Superstar Ultra <laughs> are my favorite fucking game. Like, one of my favorite games of all time. That's what got me playing video games. It's the first video game I played with my cousin. Um, I fucking love that game. I just saw pictures of Kirby and I was like, why didn't I think more about Kirby? Kirby's great. 
Uh, it's a baby game, that's true, but if you hate on it, I will... No further comments. We yeah, all are the Kirby in this chat, okay? Um, <laughs> I'm not trying to get cops at my house. Uh, but don't you dare say a bad word about my child. All right. Fair enough. Beer? Let's talk wait, about wait, beer. Hold on. I'm sorry. Before we do the beer, I have to do my snap reviews of all the Costa Rica beers. Uh -huh. I said I was going to okay. do that. Yeah, go for it. Go oh, for okay. it. All right. So everybody, everybody in Costa Rica um, drinks Imperial. Imperial is uh, like... It's just like the Budweiser of um, Costa Rica beer. Uh, it's made there. And, um, you know, if you want to purchase one, you can say Una Iguila because of the eagle that it has on the front of it. According to my notes here, it's extremely chuggable. The closer favor is very close to Bud. I don't think that I could tell them apart. Lotto a lotto. The image on the front is the eagle. And for this reason, sometimes they're called, referred to as una aguila. The taste is really inefficient, but it is not particularly exciting. Um, it also comes in imperial silver, which has a little bit more of a bite to it. Um, maybe I think that maybe tasted a little bit more like Corona or Modelo. So that is the Budweiser of. Um, Costa Rica, but they also have a different one called Pilsen, um, which is, I don't actually know what to describe this as, but according to my notes here that I took when I was incredibly drunk. So I had to double fist this with Imperial in order to taste the difference. They both taste very similar, but Pilsen has a slightly more interesting flavor. If Imperial is LaCroix, then Pilsen is like a Fresca or a Schweppes. Actually, Schweppes is good. High C tier above. Schweppes. You know what that means. There is also a Pilsen 6.0, which is like two Pilsens smashed together in one can. And then I got too drunk to write anymore after that because it's like twice as alcoholic. So that's all I got. Um, and then there is actually a craft beer um, that I was also able to taste called the Swell IPA. Um, and what this, like, yeah, it's, it's got a little like picture of a, a hops berry surfing. It actually looks quite insane. So maybe I'll send a picture of it to you guys while I'm reviewing it. But, um, it's brewed in Playa Grande. The can depicts a surfing hop with a crazy expression. The yes. companion food is taco. It has a mild odor and taste. Mike and Elliot would hate it. <laughs> I am reminded of a soda, but not sure which. I don't think I much like it. This beer is made to be sipped. It's been a while since I've had an IPA. You can't chug this unless you want to have a bad time. Imperial is more chuggable, but this is way more interesting. And that's all, right. all I got for you all. Nice. Thank you for listening. Thank you for letting us know. Yeah, I'm sure you are all very interested. That was I really liked it. Uh, so how about this one, though? Bell's Too Hearted. I love Bell's Too Hearted. Um, as I said at the start, it, I, it, you know, it's got two hearts. It's got, it's got the malt, it's got the hops, and I really, really appreciate that. Like, I, I never really noticed it before until I'm thinking about it now, but I actually do like the subtle grapefruity taste. It's a good fucking beer, as far as I'm concerned. Cass, as the other appreciator, 
I would say this is much better than Swell IPA. Yes. Or, it, well, no, I can't say that. It's less, it's less interesting than Bell's IPA. Um, Swell. You know, IPAs always have this thing where, like, the when you, like, taste at the tip of your tongue, it's, like, kind of boring, but then it hits you in the back, which ref- makes it so it's hard to chug. Yeah. Um, but I think I like this. I would drink this. I think I would pick this over, like, a lot of other things that we drink. I, I maybe I'm overrating it because we've drank so much swill on this podcast. Like it's it's like a fucking breath of fresh air to me. Yeah, for real. Um, Mike started out not great, and I am really not liking it now. Uh, it I will definitely say it does have a a little more robust taste. It's it's better than a lot of the basic stuff that we've drank in, but it's still pretty fucking bad to me. No, that makes sense for the, for the mic review. Uh, yeah. All right. All right, Abby. It's ass. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but is it more ass than like Budweiser? Yes, I <clears throat> will get there on the tier list. OK. OK, here's what I want to say, though. I think with a beer like this, you have to like expect that you have to expect the pain and embrace the pain. And try to find some, like, meaning in the pain. And eventually, the pain doesn't really, it, like, goes away. You don't feel it anymore. I'm not even going to say that. I just think that at the very least, you have to appreciate the fact that this has, like, way more, like, flavor and is much more interesting than 90% of the shit that we drink on this fucking podcast. Um... Yeah. You know, that is true and uh, not in a good way. Here's the thing. Look, I, I, I have a pretty wide palate. I love trying new things. And I will taste things I don't like multiple times if there's something that I like in them, right? And I'll, I'll try to get around it and try to accept like what I don't like and, and what I to get to what I do like. I've never felt that way with IPAs. As a whole, they're the worst type of beer I've ever had to drink. The worst type of alcohol I've ever had to drink in my entire life. That's valid. So anyway, leading up to that F tier, would never drink this, would <laughs> go out of my way absolutely to avoid this, have no desire to ever drink this, would never put money into it. Wow, really? All right, I can't let this be skewed. I'm going to put it, I'm not going to put it at double S because I think we all said that double S has to be like your favorite beer of all. No, you're not right? putting this in S. But, but, um, there are, with so many beers on this podcast, here's the thing. Maybe I'm being a little bit presumptuous and I'm going to reserve the right to change my, um, my, my ranking in the, minutes before this is over maybe drop it down as i think about it a little bit more but with so many beers on this podcast i i keep on saying like i like this this is okay but i can't put this in a i can't would put you this rather in have this over guinness um you know it's a because you you had s tier guinness right i did have s tier guinness <clears throat> i can't i don't know about that but Certainly, like Guinness was like the first beer that we reviewed on here that I'm like, I don't feel bad putting this in S. This is S worthy. And this is another beer where I'm like, I don't feel bad ranking this high. Unlike Abby, I don't have a weird anti IPA vendetta. You know, there's no like, vendetta. It's ass. I, I, 
It's a fact. A completely I, opinionated fact. I like it. Um, And I think that compared to almost everything else we've drank, I'll put it maybe not above Guinness because I fucking love Guinness, right? But I think it definitely can have a spot in low S or high A for sure. Disgusting. All right, Mike. Uh, it's definitely better. Like, I don't know exactly what the brewing process of IPAs make. Like, I'd be so angry about it. But it, uh, it's it's a it's like a ton of extra hops. So that like aggressive, gross, stinging flavor in your mouth is the hops. I mean, I think that that brings like brings it a little bit better than something that leaves absolutely zero impression on me like fucking Budweiser or why, why would you prefer a bad taste that leaves an impression over a unoffensive taste I don't know I don't know there's just because it's not an inoffensive taste maybe it's like you're maybe. drinking weird water as opposed to this which is kind of this is weird like water it, it's robust <laughs> no it, it tastes like weird water ipas are watery bullshit with no actual flavor and they just smack your taste buds with hops i mean maybe it's because i don't have another ipa that's like a bad one quote unquote to compare it to but uh it is i don't know there's just uh like there's definitely like if I was just drinking a little bit of this, I'd be all right with. It. But the fact that I'm like have to go through an entire can is making me really not <laughs> lament doing this. So, anyways, what's the ranking? Um, I probably, I guess, I would put it in like high D, low C for me because okay. it's better than a lot of the stuff that I put in D tier. Yeah, I, 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 and you know what, I, I appreciate that ranking. Um, I appreciate that ranking. Uh, Cass? I'm not going to put this in S tier, but um, I will put it in A tier. And I got nothing other than I would also much prefer this shit to weird water. Yeah. <laughs> I think that that's a great way to describe Budweiser. Miller highlights. This is weird or- water. This is like water that hates me. <laughs> I hate it. You know what? How is I have this to more pee. weird water than like Bud is weird water? I, because at least Bud tastes like wheat and not whatever this bullshit tastes like. You know what? I it tastes like hops. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And hops taste terrible. Hops is bitter. Yeah. I love bitter flavors. This is terrible. Maybe I like the malt part of it. Like I love bitter. Don't get me wrong. Except for when it's beer. Except it's for beer, when it's apparently. no. Except for when it's this shit. I love drinking like bitter ciders. Bitter ciders are great. I just drink a fucking tall boy or something. No, I think this is the forty of something that Maddie's stepdad makes called bog water. I love older oh, sputin. Bog water a lot. We should actually get bog water on the podcast. We should absolutely get bog water Some on the podcast. Bog water. How do we get that? Uh, you have to get it from the brewery. Yeah, I have. To, I would. I'll, I'll have to pick it up like next time I'm in the area. But we should yeah. definitely do bog water. As um, bog water fucks. Anyway, long story short, yeah. there's a lot of bitter flavors I like. Uh, it's just that the hops flavor is ass. <laughs> so as I said, weird vendetta. Um. Anyway, it's bad. <laughs> uh, 
I got I got nothing else. Uh, the averaging out probably puts this around C, which is unfortunate, but you yeah, know, it's just the way it is. Um, I think it's generous to this absolute swill. Yeah. All right. I well, think that if I was if I was drinking for the taste, I would prefer this over like uh, like Budweiser or Paps. But if I was drinking to get drunk, I would definitely just chug Budweiser's over well, this. You, no, I think that's a good point. Yeah. Please. No, absolutely. I completely agree. If I'm drinking to get drunk and I want to chug something, of course I'm going to go with like Miller High Life. Right. Yeah. Like something I don't want to like sip on over time. But, but as we get into, you know, I don't know what how, how to say it other than as we get into more pretentious beers, actual good beers, you know, we're going to have to shift our focus from does this get me fucked up to how does this taste? Because you're not drinking bells too hearted to get fucked up. You're drinking it because you're a pretentious asshole who has somehow murdered their taste buds. I wonder if we should like try and pair some of these with food. Cause God, that I'm might so hungry. That might oh, be geez. a good point in the future. Yeah. Um, anyways, we should wrap it up. This was Mal was a mensch. Yeah. Um, uh, we hope that you learned something, even if it wasn't what you wanted to learn. And I'm going to kick Craig the fuck out right now. IPAs suck. I'm sorry about the rusty Twinkie. <laughs> I'm not.